Welcome back to Yes X or No Audio. Hello everybody, it is Monday, December the 11th, about 7.30 in the morning here on the Eastern Seaboard of Australia and well this week we are broadcasting from a location far further to the south. Things are a bit chilly but the world is beautiful. Moving on to the anti-war headlines, we have under the genocide category... Israel expands ground operations in Gaza, says war in South will be as big as North. Baboon. Congress reviews plan to facilitate ethnic cleansing of Palestinians from Gaza. Israel bombs areas of southern Gaza where it told Palestinians to flee. Netanyahu says Israeli military will maintain open-ended occupation of Gaza after war. US not considering leveraging aid to Israel to limit civilian casualties. Israeli Defence Minister threatens military action to push Hezbollah back from Lebanon border. UN Security Council to discuss Gaza after UN chief invokes rare rule. White House says no deadline for Israel to end Gaza onslaught. US looks to help Ukraine increase its own weapons production. US tells Israel not to strike the Houthis in Yemen. What? Hang on, what? Yeah, that's a headline. On to Ukraine slash Russia. Ukraine claims SBU blew up railways in eastern Russia. Oh, that'd be terrorism. White House tells Congress it's running out of money to fund the Ukraine war. Kiev mayor says Zelensky is an authoritarian and lying about war. Really? US announces $175 million in weapons for Ukraine as Biden pleads for more funding. Moving on to US slash NATO, and I've got a bit on that front this week. Stoltenberg says NATO should be ready for bad news about Ukraine. No shit, Sherlock. Senate to vote on Biden's $106 billion military aid bill on Wednesday. Pentagon chief Lloyd Austin slams American non-interventionists. <laughs> now we know who he's working for. Poll. Majority of American voters want US to call for permanent Gaza ceasefire. U.S. considers forming Red Sea Task Force amid Houthis' attack. House passes bill that states anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Reading straight from the Israeli playbook, or Zionist playbook, I should say. U.S. granted access to Sweden's military bases by new defense pact. Senate Republicans block $111 billion military aid bill over border dispute. Italy tells Beijing it is leaving China's Global Belt and Road Initiative. And this is from the ABC, as opposed to anti-war. US military conducting flight operations in Guyana amid Venezuela tensions. That's the most interesting article of the headline of the week, by the way. Anthony Albanese and James Marape signed sweeping security pact between Australia and PNG. China continues efforts to expand Pacific policing ties. And that's again by the ABC. Moving on to West Asia in the non-genocidal category, we have Pentagon says US warship and commercial vessels came under attack in Red Sea. Iran says two IRGC members killed by Israeli airstrikes in Syria. US launches airstrike in Iraq. At least five militia members killed. Senate votes down resolution to withdraw troops from Syria. And in East Asia slash China, we have China says US warship, quote, illegally, end quote, sailed near disputed reef in South China Sea. 
And US Commerce Secretary calls China the, quote, biggest threat we've ever had, end quote. Moving on to what other people had to say. On the genocide category, we've got The Evil Israel Does is the Evil Israel Gets by Chris Hedges for Shearpost. And this is Hedges dipping into his own experience. Uh, He was a war correspondent for years, uh, one and a half decades in Central America in the uh, 80s. And he quotes from a bunch of uh, war veterans from World War One, World War Two mostly. Anyway, looking into the vengeance uh, that's that places itself as a hatred in the heart of uh, of soldiers. It's a very heartfelt piece, and I highly recommend it. Gaza divides the world by Patrick Lawrence, Consortium News. Your enemies destroyed one Palestine. My wounds populated many Palestines. The 49th newsletter by Vijay Prashad from the Tri-Continental Institute for Social Research. And Stopping Genocide by Craig Murray. And then for Rafat Alaria, Caitlin Johnston. I will not look away, Caitlin Johnston. On the Ukraine-Russia front, we have Moscow Trip Report from Larry Johnson, which is a wonderful article. I recommend you read it. It's as it says on the title. And then we have two more from Larry Johnson, dissecting the Washington Post's analysis of Ukraine's failed counteroffensive parts one and two, both excellent. And then on from the under-review, Pepe Escobar, how Kiev wanted to expand the war to Belarus, which tells you all you need to know, in a sense. And then we have uh, Moscow on the Rocks by Pepe Escobar, which is uh, sort of a parallel piece to the trip report from Johnson, so both excellent. Do I Hear Kinzhal by Andrei Martinov from Reminiscence of the Future. And an interesting piece from Norman Solomon, which is a historical review of the anti-war movement in the 1980s, connecting that to what's happening these days, which of course is a bit scary, so it's a lovely historical review. Time for a transnational uprising against the reckless escalation of the arms race, question mark. And then an interesting one from Gilbert Doctorow, BBC's interview with former Austrian Foreign Minister Karen Gneisel, and other assorted news. Moving on to US slash NATO, we have in Sue the Bastards, Federalist Daily Wire take the State Department to court. Matt Taibbi for Shear Post, republished at Shear Post, goes into some of the latest efforts to point the legal stick at NewsGuard, amongst other anti disinformation, therefore pro disinformation bullshittery. So if we wind the clock back, uh, we remember the Disinformation Governance Board from the Department of Homeland Security. So much misinformation in both of those titles. But anyway, so um, back in the day, well, earlier this year, Consortium News sued the DOD for funding uh, NewsGuard, which is basically a blacklisting operation. Uh, And now uh, the Daily Wire and one other publication are taking the State Department to court for the same reason. They're essentially breaking the, whatever, Munchmit something act, which says that the government shouldn't spend money on uh, influencing the opinion of US citizens. 
which is to say that it's thoroughly legal for the US government to spend whatever money it wants influencing everyone else's opinion, but that's another matter. So it's just a follow-up on what's going on in the um, anti-disinformation, pro-disinformation, what the fuck is disinformation anyway battle. It's called censorship by other name. Anyway, so that's a good one by Taibi. And then we have a wonderful interview on the Scott Horton Show in which Scott Horton interviews Diego Rivera. And here we go back to the Defend the Guard movement which was covered months back in this uh, newsletter. So Defend the Guard is another way of trying to have the US Constitution in some way have an impact on whether the US goes to war or not. And the strategy is not to target the federal institution of Congress, but to target the states and essentially to say, no, you can't use the state home guard, whatever, forces and lump them in with the... Um, national forces to go and fight foreign wars so easily, thank you very much, and essentially legislation's been passed state by state to uh, require state-level approval for the uh, state-based guard organisations to then serve in some sort of foreign war. So it's a very interesting um, political movement, which we've been covering for a while here, and I encourage you to listen to the interview if you have not learnt more about uh, what the movement is. I'll put a link in to the earlier article that was published at the newsletter. And lastly, we have a bit of good news in that uh, Julian Assange is still being persecuted the shit out of, and of course, that's on Human Rights Day. So there was a wonderful little event. I can't remember where it was, but it was covered by Consortium News as ever. They do a wonderful job on covering the Assange thing. Uh, so that's a video there for people who are interested in that. So from Yes, X or No this week, we had... How can we stop this? Which was just a sort of rumination on damn the damn governments who've got no balls at all to actually intervene in this uh, genocide operation, despite the fact that every single one of them that signed onto the Genocide Convention should be taking active measures to stop it. So the rumination was, well, screw that damn government, get the humans involved. Um, if it was an idea. Uh, and actually there's an extension of it, which is... There's another way to do this, and that is a whole bunch of clergy get together. Um, I'm talking imams, priests, doesn't matter if you're a reformist or Christian or, or uh, Catholic, who cares? Same, the imams and the Buddhists and the get the fucking religious leaders involved. Imagine that, you know, 400 priests and monks and whatever just walking into Gaza armed with water and, as I said, you know, fuel and flour. I was going to bake bread and bake... <laughs> Break bed with our brothers and sisters, you bunch of genocidal maniacs in Israel. So that was what that article was about, fair enough. But there are other more interesting things afoot. So first of all, on a mechanics front, what's happening to Israel is it, because of what it's doing, due to just insane revenge porn stuff, it's completely isolating itself as a nation. Uh, and it's going to... It won't recover f from this for a very long time. And because of the U.S.'s reflexive desire to support Israel, it's going to go down with it. I mean, we already know that the, you know, the empire's in decline and all of that, but it's just completely shot itself in the foot hugely. So it's got no credibility whatsoever in the Middle East, which it hasn't had for, because it's been fighting wars there for two <laughs> decades. But this just continues to drag the U.S. down, which, as I said before, I don't relish this. There are a lot of things um, that the US can do to represent some of the 
principles which stand behind liberal democracies. And it's really, it's exposing itself as a, uh, what's, what's it, inverted totalitarianism is one way to put it. This is Hedges and, and Wallen. But yeah, it's a, it's a corporate plutocratic beast and it, no principles whatsoever. Uh, you know, so, so where, where do we pass the, the, the torch in terms of standing up for things that we believe in, like human rights and free speech and so forth? Well, the EU's fucked themselves in the foot too. The whole thing's shot to pieces. So it, in a sense, it does devolve to the humans, you know, as in all things. In the end, it's people that matter. Uh, so, and we're being led at the political level by a bunch of immature twats who are, you know, reacting to whatever hassles they had children with them they're emotionally immature it's a terrible situation and so it has to pass on to us the people so if you get annoyed by shit that's going on get involved where you think you can have an impact that i mean this newsletter is a little just a little effort on my part to try and highlight some of the stupidity going on in the world and hope that we keep some sanity and uh, can make some progress and that brings us back to Julian Assange. So WikiLeaks have published gigantuan amounts of information as a news service, in a sense, well, as an information service. Well, yes, as um, what was his name? As uh, Pompeo put it, a uh, non-state hostile intelligence service. No better way to describe a news service to me. And how are we to? choose that which it is that we wish to be involved in to express ourselves politically without reliable information and the news media are not reliable information they're opinion they're they're psyop operations basically and so one of the things that needs to be done is to recontrol you know take control of of um not take control to actually issue information which is useful to people and Assange is being persecuted the hell out of because he actually provided, via WikiLeaks, inordinate amount of useful information. And it's been used in legal cases, for example. You know, this German guy who got picked up and, you know, screwed over heavily, transported around in the basically torture program by the CIA. It was a case of mistaken identity. And they just picked him up in the middle of nowhere and, you know, abused the crap out of him for months and months and months and months and then dumped him on the side of the road in Albania or something like this. So a German citizen, he went and um, you know, sought redress and it was uh, information published by WikiLeaks which he was able to use to say, yeah, this is what happened to me, this stuff. So anyway, we'll see where it all goes. Keep your chin up, here comes uh, Christmas, family matters, same with your friends, have a good one. Cheers. Welcome back to Yes, X or No Audio.